0: But I want you to know what I am. I am a witch. My name's Kiki, and I'm a witch. You a good witch or a bad witch? Come see, come see. She's worse than the other one. She
1: trick the witch. She the
0: of Bonnie and Maud presents All, All of, of Them, them witches. witches. Hosted by Xenia Yaroche and Eleanor Kagan. By the tricking of my thumbs, Something wicked this way comes. This was recorded on October thirteenth, two 2014 at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. We presented All of Them Witches, a one-night-only live variety show that explored portrayals of witches and witchcraft in pop culture, film, and television. This is Ksenia Yerosh. And this is Eleanor Kagan. You are joining us for All of Them Witches. And I should say that this was recorded on October 13th, 2014, also known as Columbus Day to some. We chose to see it as Monday the 13th, going along with our spooky theme, because we thought that fit a lot better. Cassie Wagler, our next presenter, saw it as inspiration for one of her theories about The Craft, a favorite 90s witch film. I know you all have a lot of feelings about The Craft, so enjoy. Our next presenter is going to be talking to you about the craft. And I know that this is a movie that means a lot to a lot of you. I wonder if you ever remember what happens in the second half of the movie. That was my experience with it. Like, I remembered all the incredible parts as, like, that I watched as a kid, like light as a feather, stiff as a board. Like, we all did that, obviously. Um, So Cassie is going to dig into this movie and uh, maybe illuminate it in uh, some ways for you. She was a part of our You Are Hair episode. If you were uh, at that taping or or heard that podcast, she did the incredible side shave history uh, presentation. And uh, she would like me to say that she's on the hunt for new radio projects. So see her after the show if you have an idea. Please welcome Cassie Wagler.
1: Okay, thank you. Great to be here. All right, so I am talking today about The Craft. Um, It's a movie, it was made in 1996. It's pretty good, slash, really bad, and pretty racist, actually, Um, which is what I'm gonna talk about today. I'm just trying to get my notes to stand up straight. Okay, so in case you haven't seen, who hasn't seen The Craft? Oh my god! It's okay. It's um, basically it's like a very simple plot. So this like new girl comes to this Catholic high school and she becomes friends with these three other girls and they're all into witchcraft and the four of them form a coven and they start putting spells on people and at first it's like really fun and then it's like really fucked up and crazy, and that's what the whole movie is about basically. Um, So my own sort of like history with this movie is pretty deep. Here they are, Um, and it includes this Halloween costume. Um, but it's actually like really poorly done. Like one person doesn't even have a costume on, and this other friend of mine just came directly from work from this Mexican restaurant that she worked at, and so she has Day of the Dead paint on her face. So I don't know. We didn't do that great of a job, but it was still really fun. And that's just to say that like this movie like goes deep with me. But um, what I'm here to talk about today is actually something that you may have never really thought about that much with the craft, and that is the race politics of this movie. And what? Race politics of this movie? What are you even talking about? Um, on the surface, this movie seems to have like really nice like liberal politics, like, don't be racist. Like, that's mean. Stop it. Um, <laughs> And I'm going to play you a scene from sort of the beginning of the movie where um, one of the witches is being like tormented and bullied by this really mean girl at their high school. But then she gets revenge.
0: Oh, God, look, there is a pubic hair in my brush. Oh, no, wait, wait. That's just one of Rochelle's little nappy hairs. (laughs) Why are you doing this to me, Laura? Do you think you're funny? You really want to know why? Yes. Yes. I really want to know why.
1: Because I don't like Negroids. Sorry. Don't worry, she'll get her back. So the lesson here, of course, is don't be racist because then your hair will fall out. Which is why there's so many bald republicans. Um, but, of course, we know that racism is so much more than this. It's so much more than just racial racial slurs or, like, I don't like you because you're that race. It's our entire society and how it functions in our history. It's about who has value in our society, who's considered good, who's considered bad, who's considered beautiful, who's considered dangerous. And it is goes really deep, and so does this movie, actually, which you didn't even know. So... Um, The craft is basically a showdown between like these two different groups. There's the good witches, swathed in light, lots of candles, white clothes, light brown hair, and the bad witches. And they're kind of in this like sort of showdown for the whole movie. So you might want to call this bad witches versus good witches, but you could also call it bad magic versus good magic. Or you could call it black magic versus white magic. And I'm doing this because I'm trying to say that we should problematize these words and not just say black magic and white magic. Um, But basically we have one group, the white magic group that's like sort of harmless and lovely and earthy. And this other group that's very dangerous and deviant and needs to be controlled, right? And there's this whole history of thinking about women who are deviant and magical and sort of outside the bounds of society and needing to control them. This history goes really, really, really deep. And so I want to talk a little bit about this. Like, how do we get this divide between these two different groups of women? Um, so, we're going to go into the history, the history times. You guys ready? Um, we're going to go back to some old times. Um, this is everything I know about this comes from this book. And this book is the shit, and you should read it. It's so good. Um, it's by this woman, Silvia Federici. It's called Caliban and the Witch. And um, in this book, she talks about the European witch hunts. Um, um, and basically she says that this wasn't just about religion. So the narrative is, is like, oh, there were these people practicing witchcraft and all these religious people wanted to persecute them. But she says it's actually not about that at all. It's about politics, it's about economics, and it's about social control. So here she says, hundreds of thousands of women could not have been massacred and subjected to the cruelest tortures unless they posed a challenge to this power structure. So this is about containing this group of women who are really dangerous to society. So who were they? Who are these dangerous, dangerous, witchy women. Um, The first thing is that they're poor. They're very, very poor. They probably don't have a man who's supporting them. They're on their own. Um, They're sort of like outside of the accepted bounds of capitalism in that way. The second is that they are sexy and they love it. They love doing things with their body that makes them feel good. Um, they're sexual people. So there was a saying that said, "A prostitute when young, a witch when old." This connotation between women who have autonomy over their sexuality, and also these sexually like forward women were very d- considered very dangerous in the society because they could sort of like manipulate men with their sexual prowess, and they could like they were really like going to undermine society because like men could all of a sudden just do crazy things because of sex. So, (laughs) Um, And also, one of the very interesting things that a couple of other people have talked about is that a lot of the women who were accused of witchcraft were actually midwives. And one of the things midwives did during this time was they helped women control their own fertility and reproduction. And at this time, European sort of like countries were moving towards capitalism. They were moving towards like industrialization. And the elites, the power structure was very concerned about having a large enough workforce and they didn't want anybody to be doing anything that controlled their fertility they just wanted their population to increase so they had enough workers so these midwives were very very dangerous to like the, their capitalist aspirations um, and they were sort of needed to be controlled and contained um, and then one of the most interesting things about this book is the connection she makes between the witch hunts in Europe and also this colonizing thing that was happening in the Americas at the exact same time. So all the ideas about witches and deviant women and the devil and darkness and all this stuff was just taken from Europe and just basically dropped down in the new world. So whereas in Europe, there was like a very specific group of people, a group of women who were considered to be witches. In the Americas, it was just like entire communities that were considered to be like you know, worshipping the devil and, like, worshipping idols and dark and all these things. So it was just painted with a very broad brushstroke. And that was used as justification to, like, control, dominate, enslave, kill all these people. Okay. History. This is history. Um, Okay, so this is the witches checklist that I created um, that (laughs) Sylvia Federici has. So witches, poor, sexual. They threaten capitalism because they let women control their reproductivity. And in the case of the New World, non-white. So any non-white person is considered to be like potentially a witch. So I would like you to keep this checklist in mind as we continue. Go back to the craft, 1996 teen flick movie, um, and how this sort of like plays out in the craft. All right. So um, bad witches and good witches. How do they? How do they sort of like embody this history? Um, let's start with the good witches. So the main good witch is Sarah. Good old Sarah. She's, first of all, I would like you to know that she she does not have sex premaritally. She's not into that. She's not a slut at all. Um, But this guy sort of like propositions her for sex and she's like, I'm not into that. She's also like very sort of like affluent. There's her white dad and her white stepmom and this like beautiful house that she lives in. So she's like this like rich sort of beautiful girl who like doesn't give it up. Um, So she's like a good witch. She does not, she does not have any of the checks on the checkmark list. And then we have her opposite her like antagonist in the movie and that's Nancy. Nancy is not Sarah. She has her own thing going on. Um, And first of all, Nancy is like very sexual and yeah, that's good. We should celebrate that. But um, in the movie, they do not. Um, Nancy also is poor and this is like made to be a very like strong contrast with the other characters in the movie. Um, So this is what her friends have to say about her and her spell. What's wrong with Nancy? Your
0: spell's not working. What spell?
1: I don't know, I think she doesn't want to be white
0: trash anymore or something. And I told her, like, you're white, honey, just deal with it.
1: All right, so that's Nancy. So Nancy actually kills her stepdad, the one who's like poking at her robe. Um, She causes him to have a heart attack and he dies and then he has this life insurance policy and her and her mom get all the money and then they get an apartment. Um, And so it's basically this like story of like this woman causing the death of a man to get access to money. She's very much this like threat to the traditional ways that money circulates through patriarchy, right? She is totally hitting up all the parts on the checklist. Um, also, I think it's really important to point out that um, the character of Nancy is played by an actress named Feruza Balk, who is no way interpreted as being like black, but she's definitely has this, um, she could be interpreted as sort of like an ethnic person that we don't necessarily know what ethnicity they are. And in real life, this actress has, is, her heritage is American Indian. She's Cherokee and Blackfoot and also um, Roma. And so Feruza Balk as this character is like kind of, kind of like not we don't really exactly know what ethnicity she is and it's kind of like adding to this idea of her as being potentially like having these associations that we have with darkness or etc cetera, etc cetera. so she is poor she is sexual she definitely threatens capitalism because she like literally kills men and takes their money um and she has this like association of being like this ethnic um you know like ethnic other sort of so the movie, like, does this very strange thing where at the beginning of the movie, um, these women who are considered very, like, defiant and very deviant, um, they are, like, embracing, they're very much, like, outsider status. Um, and this is a really great scene where this bus driver is, like, look out for the weirdos. And she's, like, we're the weirdos. And this is, like, a part in the movie where, like, I remember seeing it and i be, like, yeah, totally, I'm a weirdo, I love this. Like, all the weirdo girls are, like, we're the shit, we're so cool. Um, we're gonna kill you with spoilers spells if you fuck with us. Um, But then the movie does this like total crazy about turn and at the end of the movie, we end up taking this very like defiant, deviant female character and we actually end up... her and putting in like enslaving her and like putting her in chains it's a really like violent sort of thing to do to this character and I feel particularly like strong and Lee kind of horrible about this today um, thinking of just about like the actual like real ramifications of caught co- thinking that a group of people are dangerous and thinking that a group of people are like not good or not moral um, today is Columbus Day and so what happens when we like broad strokes an entire group of people and decide that this is what we think about them, and that they aren't better, not as good as us, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and so, the, like the violence of this moment, where you take this woman who is like very deviant and very defiant, and you actually like restrain her. It's really, it's really sad and horrible and sucks. However, I would like to offer another reading of this, which will make you feel a little bit better about this movie, which I know you all really like, um, which is to say that even though we have a movie that is has these sort of like really, really repressive ideas about race and gender, um, it's not necessarily how people are going to read it. Um, so just because the movie is like trying to capitalize on girl power and like faux feminism, um, I actually think that like girls who are watching this movie, like preteen girls, have a very different view of it. And I know that I did have a diff- had a very different view of it. Um, So to to sort of like get into this a little bit, I'm going to talk about Stuart Hall, anybody Stuart Hall? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He talks about encoding and decoding. So the idea is that like um, a producer, a media producer creates something, they put it out into the world. And they put it onto the world their own sort of point of view, etc. And then the people who, like, take it in also, like, decode it with their own, like, set of values, etc. So it's not just that you, like, get what the producer put out, but you actually, like, are active in, in, like, interpreting it. So in this case of the craft, um, there's a few different readings you could have. You could have the, like, preferred reading, which is what the producers of the movie are trying to give you, which is to say, like... Nancy is really freaky, guys, and yeah, that girl was racist, and that guy was like a date rapist, but they really like went too far, and they shouldn't have like done that to them. This is kind of like the dominant reading that the film would like you to have. Then there's another reading you'd have, which is negotiated, which is like... Eh, Like, some things are good, some things are bad, I don't know, kinda cool, kinda not. Um, And then there's the reading that I think a lot of people have, a lot of teen girls have, which is the oppositional reading, which is to say, like, we really love Nancy. She's so cool. We really like her. We think that those people deserve that. It was horrible. Um, And and I think that this this is the reading that I had. And as I was sort of like trolling around the internet, I found that there's a lot of like fan art and like different like people writing about how great Nancy was and like Nancy's so great. And this girl is like, I got my nose pierced because of her. I love her. And then like there's people like making these like sparkly pins on Etsy and it's sold this is sold out I tried to buy it it's sold out everybody wants it like so like even though Nancy is like in the movie she's like such a bad person like in real life she's like a hero she's like a hero to a lot of us and she's like really 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 valued and really 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 special so I would just like to say fuck Columbus and long live for Thank you very much.
0: To find out more about Cassie Wagler and the other presenters who were featured on All of Them Witches, please visit bonnieandmaud.com. To see clips from the show, visit youtube.com slash bonnieandmaud.